Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual um, determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I will be your host, Bula, and I'll be doing part two of The Tattooist of Auschwitz, written by Heather Morris. So do enjoy it right, of a, right after our first song. <laughs> You're listening to Active FM. Yeah, man.
The Tattooist of Auschwitz by uh, Heather Morris. It was based on the true story of Leo Solokov and so- sorry uh, Sokolov, and he actually um, was a survivor of the concentration camps in the Holocaust period of time. So last week I did just the beginning of some of the pages and of the information and did a little bit of a breakdown on Heather Morris's different books. Um, just as a recap, on the back of the book it states that um, I tattooed a number on her arm. She tattooed her name on my heart. In 1942, Leo Sokolov arrived in Auschwitz-Birkenau. He was given the job of tattooing the prisoners marked for survival, scratching numbers into his fellow victims' arms in indelible ink to create what would become one of the most potent symbols of the Holocaust. Waiting in line to be tattooed, terrified and shaking, was a young girl. For Leo, a dandy, a jack of the lad, a bit of a chancer, it was love at first sight. And he was determined not to only survive himself, but to ensure that this woman, Gita, did too. So begins one of the most life-affirming, courageous, unforgettable, and human stories of the Holocaust. The love story of the tat- tattooist of Auschwitz. Um, so, like I mentioned uh, in the previous um, uh, podcast, uh, it's not necessarily a genre of reading that I enjoy, um, romance of any sort, but because it was of Auschwitz, it was kind of a different perspective that was offered in comparison to what I usually read, which is the survival of the will of man um, to to not only find meaning in absolute suffering and even on the in the cusp of death, um, but actually to see the human aspect of you know people interacting and still existing in really a time of absolute trauma. So right at the back of the book, um, this is just a breakdown of some of the things that uh, Heather Morris had done um, because it was based on a true life story of Leo, but it was not entirely an accurate representation of each and every single um, event. So some people were added, some uh, taken away, um, but it was just a general idea of what had happened. So a visit to Auschwitz, Birkenau by Heather Morris. On 12 April 2018, I visited Auschwitz-Birkenau for the first time with the participants of the March of the Living. As our time there drew to a close, I found myself sitting on the grass outside the crematoria at Auschwitz, some six to eight feet away from the spot where Rudolf Huss' head was was hanged. I was sitting with 300 plus young students from Australia and the United States. An American rabbi was talking to the students, sharing his feelings on the day we had all just experienced walking around both Auschwitz and Birkenau. He told us that prior to coming here, he had visited two elderly members of his congregation back in Florida, USA. They were both survivors of Auschwitz. He had told them that he was coming here, and in their conversation, he asked them what they had remembered about being tattooed when they first entered the place that we are now sitting, in a beautiful sunshine. They both told him that their overwhelming memory of being numbered, scarred for life, was not the pain of being in, pain being inflicted on them, but how they felt sorry for the man inflicting the pain as he kept apologizing, saying over and over, I am so sorry, I am so sorry. To be sitting here where I was, 70 years after Lael had left this place, and hearing a stranger who did not know me, did not know I was sitting and listening to him relate to the story, was utterly shattering to me. Lael had told me that whenever there were no SS or doctors, quote-unquote, nearby when he was numbering the girls, he used to tell them how sorry he was for what he was doing. A moment in my life now scarred me, now scarred into my memory, and my love for Lael went onto another level. 
visiting Lael's uh, hometown in June 2018 um, was something that she had also done. So one of the most incredible things about the visit to Auschwitz had been meeting a group of people from Lael's hometown of Krompaki, who had come to see me after I had been in touch with an Australian man, originally from the town, Richard Bartko. They very kindly invited me to visit them in Krompaki and w see where Lael grew up. And on my very next trip to Europe, after some promotion of my book in the Slovakian capital, Bratislava, that is what I did. As my editor and I drove up from my hotel uh, to, to Bratislava train station, I looked out to the passing streets, smiling and thinking to myself. Leil and Gita would have walked down the street, hand in hand, his eyes never leaving her as they walked home from meeting friends, having dinner out. Here, right here, they walked. As our car drove up the railway station, I felt we'd step back in time. That the facade was probably what it looked like when Lael came every day to ask disembarking female passengers, Did you know Gita? Were you in Birkenau? Angela and I had coffee in a tiny cafe that surely hadn't changed over the, dec the decades. The gold leaf wallpaper, the tables and chairs, the booths showing signs of age. As we walked along the, the platform, looking for the compartment that would take us to Krompaki, I pictured the young man striding along the same narrow path, peering in the windows of the newly arrived train. I felt so close to him. As the train pulled out of the station, I looked out into the fields, knowing that he had too looked upon this view as he arrived back in Bratislava. A survivor. Upon arrival of the station of Spiska Novave, a familiar voice ca called out, Mrs. Morris, Mrs. Morris. I saw the beautiful smiling face of Pali Rabatin, one of the folks from the Krompaki that had come to see me in Auschwitz six weeks earlier. It was wonderful to see him again and all the emotions of that amazing time and 24 others came flooding back. After a quick introduction to his friend, our driver, we were on our way to Krompaki. The conversation flowed as we drove through the lush green countryside, pocketed with villagers. I was not expecting the reception we received when we arrived at a school that Lael had attended as a young boy. The mayor, deputy mayor and parents and teachers were in attendance and the afternoon tea was laid out before us. Though to me the sweet biscuits were more suited to coffee or tea than the wine and champagne on offer. More familiar faces from my previous trip to Europe were there with accompanying hugs and tears. We scrambled around for Pali, or anyone who could translate the mountain of welcomes thrown at us. Eventually we sat down and we were entertained by several young students showing off their musical talents. One in particular sent my eyes thankful to the heavens. I struggled to contain how I felt, hearing her play on violin the Ed Sheeran song Perfect. I was first introduced to the song by my daughter who rang me one day and said, you have to listen to this song, it surely was written for Lael and Gita. We walked along the corridors that Lael would have run along, and I suspect kicked balls across. I could picture him, happy, laughing with friends, sitting in a classroom looking over the town. It took me by surprise how easily it was to be transported back 80-odd years to see him so clearly transposed into my view. We took a walk with Polly, our interpreter, and the town dignitaries. On first glance, Krompaki looks like an idyllic setting, a beautiful, colorful, tree-lined small town with babbling stream running through it. A stream that Lael had used to hang by and swim in when he got a bit tired after school. I looked around the town through the rose-colored lens of those showing off, quote-unquote, their town, rightfully and proud. Of course, there were also closed businesses, a sprinkling of shops in need of repair, economic realities. Here is where the synagogue stood we were told. With no one left in town to worship there, it was taken down. 
Where Lael's home once was and was, stood is an abandoned shop, its windows covered in timber. Atua was closely followed by an inquisitive cat who watched every move, hiding behind a statue here, a tree there. On entering the town hall afterwards, festooned with photos of past mayors and dignitaries, we came to the council chambers. It was an impressive large table and walls dripping with history of this proud town. Large ancient volumes were placed in front of me, highlighting the town's history, including the register, showing the handwritten entry of Lael's birth. It reflected that this town was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire at the time that he was born and his first name registered as Lajos, the Hungarian spelling for Ludwig. My eyes scrolled across the page, seeing his parents' names, his mother's surname, and all relevant information to acknowledge his legal existence. But then at the end of the entry, a small piece of old yellowed paper had been taped on. It flapped about when pressed down. It revealed that 1945, Lael had made it known that he was taking the surname of Sokolov. Good boy, I thought. You did it officially. It was something I'd had my doubts about. We sat down to drink champagne, and stories uh, flowed naturally from the dozen or so locals gathered around us. I felt humbled to be hearing of the feats of these folks' parents and families at their brave attempts to help the Jewish community when they were being rounded up and transported away. The mayor, Itveta Rasinova, told us that Jewish couple, both doctors, and with a small child, hidden for several, several years in the basement of the local's home. Many patients were brought to them and survived because of their skills and willingness to help. Helping others came at the cost of their own child, who fell ill and did not survive. So many stories, so many brave people. My champagne glass continued to be mysteriously filled and plans for a formal launch of the Slovakian edition of the Tattooist of Auschwitz were made for the next day. The mayor asked us if we wanted to see her office. My first thoughts were of opulence. This room was fit for the most respected person in town. I delighted in watching Angela photographing and examining the mayor's desk, exclaiming her need to replicate it in her office. The cat followed us as we left the town for a short walk to the nearby cemetery. The graves of two Jewish doctors were proudly shown to us, inscribed in both Slovakian and Hebrew, beautifully tended to. We also saw and acknowledged the graves of Mr. and Mrs. Bartko, the parents of the living in Sydney who had been instrumental in us being here. Leaving the cemetery, we went to a local restaurant to have dinner with the deputy mayor, Stanislav Barbas, who, was, who spoke no English and our translator Pali, um, and what? We spoke no English and our translator Pali. What a wonderful evening. We found ways to communicate with Stanislav by helping ourselves to his dinner and sharing ours with him. Pali worked overtime translating the ramblings of all of us. Cocktails, wine, and slitrovits were consumed, and our driver was entertained by us all on the drive to our respective accommodation. I'll say no more. Um, so this was just a little snippet of what she had done when she'd gone back to the town that Lael had actually grown up in. And it's quite interesting seeing her view and her perspective of this man who had obviously told the story of being in the concentration camp and meeting Gita and, and having to survive and endure this really traumatic period of time where they were basically plucked out of their lives, their realities, and put into uh, under the oppression of an entirely different group of people and used as a workforce. And, you know, majority of them had been killed. 
in the gas um, chambers in, in, in Auschwitz. So her going back and being able to speak to some of the people that he had interacted with uh, was really quite, quite interesting to actually find out how they had remembered him. So I'm going to wrap everything up right after the second song. So do enjoy. Join her. I hear you going through some things and it's getting tough, but... I see you got my word with you, it's a shame how the pain, only thing make you pick it up uh, And you complain when it rains just once, but I never hear thanks for that hundred days with the sun Could've ran to meat first, ran to the drink first, and now I gotta have this conversation with you when you drunk See, before I even start addressing it, I don't owe you any answers, so don't get used to it but I feel like you being genuine But the truth is you can't handle the truth, Lucas you But you kept it a buck and I love that If I kept it a buck back, could you take what you stepping in? Huh? I know it's other folk to feel like you So first thing I'ma do is let you know who you questioning yeah. I am the God who created the earth I knew you start feeling yourself, so I made you from dirt yeah. Ain't no battery in your body, so who making it work? I made the earth perfect, it's y'all making it worse Who put uh. the seed in the fruit, put the fruit in the tree And that tree in another little seed but me yeah. Then turn around and made you the same way after that but you was in your daddy sack and it's dad daddy sack i am the one that put breath in your lungs and created the same mind that you question me from you were lost i'm the way i'm the potter you the clay and now the clay got something to say okay you can never check me so check this your standard for right and wrong is me i am the checklist i am right wrong is whatever you're left with i am life you without me is what death is i am the judge you answer me if i throw lightning who throws it back at me nobody and if all this Falls, who can stand but me? You go to the cross for you cross-examine me. You yeah. say I made mistakes, you mistaken me. You made gods out of men who were clay to me. You put lives over lives that you ain't create. Then fill away, cause all flesh the same to me. Uh. What if some of the people you naming to me wasn't really everything that you made them to be? Or worse, what if they are and I take them with me? Are you telling me it's any better place they could be? Uh. Either way, you don't know. You just gotta push through. Push cause through. why you over here saying what I should do? Somebody lost somebody last week and came at me the same way saying i should have took you uh, you asked why the good die young but the truth is none of y'all are good not one not the one. only one ever been good my son so to answer your question the good died once Jesus. what if i told you to choose when your mom died, mom died. you think you could choose when your mom died huh? if you put it off 20 years away 20 years later when that day came would you not cry uh, you couldn't be god you were not i my ways are not yours your thoughts are not mine you can't even even deal with the pressure of your own life when you're not high. Try looking in the God mind. Real See, I love them more than you ever did, more than you ever could. Death doesn't lessen it. Let my own son meet death as the evidence. And I love them all, rap star to the president. Yeah. The real question is, what you living like? Living if like. I punish every sin, would you live tonight? So how you get mad when I get a mother folks same chances I give you to get it right? Huh? You got a son that one day it be a man. You expect him to trust you and he don't understand or even know what you up to because uh. he knows that you love him right so trust that i love you yeah. so to conclude um it is very interesting to read the stories of those who have actually been in Auschwitz or any other of the Holocaust camps. Um, the interesting thing that I always find is it's not necessarily that these stories are more special than other people who have suffered in you know, everyday life of poverty, of oppression, of neglect, of slavery. It's not that they're more special or more impressive in any way, but 
it comes back to the fact of the matter that when people have a deliberate decision or a deliberate um, yearning to find meaning in the utmost terrible of circumstances, that I find absolutely valuable. And that's why I continue reading these types of stories and I find them fascinating because it comes back to the fact that even in the concentration camps, there were people that made decisions to um, to treat one another as human beings, although they were just numbers according to the tattoos on their arms. Um, they were just numbers of people being herded in. Uh, they were no longer the doctors or the philosophers or the professors or the mothers or fathers or, or children of anyone. They were just uh, herded people to be used as labor. But at the end of the day, it comes back to they had found purpose and meaning in the utmost suffering. And for the majority of them, it was finding God. And depending on his sovereignty in this absolutely terrible human situation uh, of being on earth and in this sin-stayed world, really. Um, so it's, it's really, if that's something that interests you at all, if you like understanding how one can not only endure and overcome such a circumstance um, and have meaning throughout it, because from our birth to our death, we have need. So there must be more than need that we must live for uh, ultimately. And, and we find that in God, really. Um, so that is all from me. I do hope that you found this enjoyable and maybe a bit helpful. I do strongly advise that if you are able to pick up this book, that Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. It is an enjoyable read. The way that it's written is phenomenal, and obviously it is based on a true life story. So that is something that you always have keeping in, or keeping in the back of your mind. As you read through it, you can actually envision this person existing in this reality. So yes, that's all from me. I do hope that you enjoy it, and have a lovely day further. Cheers! you heard it's the netflix of radio radio become part of the active fm family today go check out more of the shows and chat with us on our social media platforms it's more than just a radio station with amazing content we are Active FM. Share your thoughts with us. Send in your questions or simply tell us what you love most about Active FM on our WhatsApp line. Radio has never been better.
Victory, all praise will rise to Christ our King. 